Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your, don't say you love me, I hear that shit too often, host Clay Bonin. I am joined by my, I bossed up on my haters, the same ones that told me I needed to work on my vocals, co-host Tanner Mavis, and we are back on the motherfucking show, back on the podcast. We got an interview episode this week, but before we get into introducing our guests, I want to remind everybody follow us on instagram and twitter main page podcast page follow us on uh tiktok subscribe to us on youtube join the patreon as well a lot of fun benefits going in on that um am i forgetting anything i think that's all right that's all the stuff that we do oh and the discord too if i haven't already said that join the discord discord's lit recently yes sir um but enough of that enough of that boring stuff because today we have a very special guest. On the show today, we have a man of many hats. He is a writer, a manager, a CEO, an A&R. He is a proud North Carolinian. Carolinian? 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 <laughs> but most importantly, he is the first guest via Zoom on the Soul Serum podcast. And there is no greater uh, uh, honor than that. On the show today, we have our friend Jared Howard. Jared, how are you doing today? What's up? Uh, you guys got me out of bed. Pretty, well, it's not early. It's like 11 here. But, <laughs> it's 11 here too, bro. I was, uh, yeah, no, I, was, I was up pretty late. What were you doing last night? <laughs> Going through music stuff. Yeah. Really? Going through music stuff, going through like emails, beat packs, and trying to prep for today. Nice. Does that take up a lot of your time? <laughs> music stuff? I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, I know it's what you do, but I mean, kind of like, well, this is actually a question I was going to ask later in the interview, but I'm just going to go for it now. Um, do you find it exhausting, like going through music stuff like this sometimes? Like, because for me personally, and this is kind of directed at Tanner too, but like, like I'm really happy that there are people like you and people like Tanner who will like sift through the new music and kind of tell m- people like me what's worth it and what's not. But I know that like it, it, like it takes a lot of time. Like it is a time-consuming activity. Does that ever get like exhausting to you? Nah, it does get exhausting. It's just like, I mean, I'm sure Tanner knows too, but. It's like the submission part too. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. Like everybody, and like once you get like a bunch of industry friends, then like the music is either gonna be like either decent or like really good. But then like at the end of the day, you don't really have like a lot of t- like I try to set like an amount of time where I go through submissions or new stuff or to go dig for new stuff mm-hmm. because I also like find it fatigue for me to be like, hey. Um, you know, sometimes I want to listen to stuff that I want to listen to. For sure. For sure. Want to go listen to somebody new that I want to listen to. Not to say that I don't, but it's just kind of like, you understand what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. It's just so many people sending you so many, so much music just from people that you know, people that you know in the industry, your friends. Like, it's a different level for you. It's, it's a different level for Jared because he he's writing for Lyrical Lemonade, like one of the biggest blogs. In yeah. it like out right now and mm-hmm. also he's an A&R so like it's literally like his job to like sift through all this stuff like I'm just yeah. trying to find talent to to like work with and put on our channel for now like I could potentially go be an A&R like mm-hmm. one day like I don't know I feel like that would be cool but like I think Jared as, is at like a different 
you know, he's he's getting a lot more submissions than I probably. Yeah, mean. for sure. But for I gotta imagine for like a lot of the lyrical lemonade stuff though, like it's all like it's kind of what you're describing. It's already kind of past that like like it's already decent at, at the bare minimum. Like, do you ever get music like submitted to you that that you're supposed to write about that you were just like, wow, this is not good, or is it always at um, least okay? I mean, with uh, with like lyrical, we can write about whatever we want. So like, it's really like. I mean, as long as it's not like complete like ass or something like that, then we should be like, dude. Yeah. Because if it's like ass, then I feel like Elliot would probably just be like, yeah, like I'm not about to put this up. Like, <laughs> you gotta be, like you gotta be kidding me. But like, I mean, to me, like a lot of people, I could probably make like the way that people be offering me money just for like a lyrical write up. I could probably make like an easy like three, four bands a month, but. <laughs> It's not worth it's not worth it at the end of the day. Nah, like, right. I could because like people actually tell me they like they go through and read like other industry people and like just people that I don't even know. They read like all my articles and yeah, I'll be reading I'm your articles, okay, bro. I'm, yeah, like I'm an okay writer. You know, sometimes like you know, when I'm really feeling it, I'm a little more motivated about the um with the writing. But it's just like that's like you're literally cosign. Like you can't mm-hmm, just be putting mm-hmm. a bunch of like Facts. crap because then yeah. people would just be like, "Oh, well, you know, he's just writing about bullshit." Uh-huh. That's how I see our videos too, bro. It's literally a cosign. Like of all the fucking people that say, "Yo, I got money," like what's the ticket? Like for a video, it's like mm-hmm. we could easily make like we make a way lot of money. more money than we are yeah. right now. Yeah, but it's nothing. like. Like your cosign and like your actual taste as a curator is like way has way more value than money will ever have in my yeah. opinion in this industry. But see, people don't people don't realize that. And like a lot of artists, like I me, mean, it's kind of hard. Like every artist is gonna think like their shit is just like the best thing since like ever. Exactly. When they don't realize it's like, I mean, I'm, I'll put it in your perspective. Like if fifteen or twenty artists sent like a video or like send a submission to have a soul serum video for us. Now that, especially since they seen y'all just touch 10 K on the channel, mm-hmm. they're like, yo, I want to be on the channel, but you can only probably shoot like one or two of those. So like, it's yeah. not to say that the the fourth best or the fifth best person was like shitty. It's just like, it's not enough time to shoot. Exactly. Right. bro. That's literally one. our, that's literally like our issue right now. It's like, we're such a small team right now. We're expanding, but like time. Anybody is like the VFX biggest. artists, uh, graphic designers, anybody, come holler at us. Yeah. By the way, time is of the <laughs> essence always when it comes to like production. But yeah, well, let's let we got a little ahead of ourselves here. Let's take it back for a second before we get into mm-hmm. any more lyrical lemonade, stray dogs, or or even a little bit of the Charlotte Hornets. Will you tell me about where your journey with music started? Like, obviously, I know that you're on the business side of it, but did it? Did you ever make music yourself? Did it kind of start as like a personal thing, or have you always wanted to like be on the non music side of music? Uh, I never wanted to like make music one because like I don't really like um, I'd rather have like um money or like because <laughs> like, like I really don't like I really don't like being in like the spotlight like that. Like I like doing cool things. I can be around people. I can help people be there. But I say I never really wanted to make music. Like I'll play like piano every now and then by mm-hmm. ear. Um. 
you know, I've tried playing like guitar and stuff. Like I study a lot of music. I've been, I've took like music theory classes and things like that. So, but nah, I've never really wanted to be like make music, like be a, a star. Mm-hmm. I've been in like court, I've been in like all county chorus and things like that growing up. But so you've been like, more so a student and just like a fan of the game and that kind of yeah. just got you into it. Pretty much. When I was like in high school, like my junior and senior year, like, um, I'll play sports and everything and be in clubs, but I also would like just make brand. I'll just get a pack of like CDs and I would just make like a bunch of random CDs just for people in my school, just for like songs that I feel like they were rock with. Mm-hmm. I do the same shit. I used, and to just like pa- and I used to just like pass them out. And everybody would just come to me the next day or the day after and be like, yo, I really fuck with this song or I haven't really heard from this or. I've never heard of this artist before. Like, yeah. You were the guy on the ox before the ox. Hell yeah. Before <laughs> that's, the ox. That's oddly, like, in a similar... It's, like, almost as... Like, in a way, it is the same thing as what you're doing now. You're That was still, like, a way of, like, curating and kind of, like, highlighting music that maybe other people haven't heard. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, will you will you detail your first break into the quote unquote industry for us? Do do you consider it when you first get like words published in magazines, or do you think of it more as like these past couple of years, two to three years with lyrical lemonade, and and uh-huh. and now uh, what? Tanner informed me right before this. You are in in your Burbs interview that I was reading. It said you wanted to become an A and R, but Tanner has informed me that you are doing some A and Ring now. Is that true? Yeah, that is true. You see how fast that like Yeah. That <laughs> that, that, that interview like, was in like the summer of last year, I think. I literally have a question. I'm like uh, I was going to ask you how much closer are you to your goal now? And then Tanner came in today yeah. and was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, he's an A&R." I'm like, "Oh, tight. Yeah. That answers yeah. my question." Um, but what do you think is that first break into the industry for the you though? First break. That's hard. Um on a smaller scale, like I started managing, like I started managing um, one of my homeboys back in high school, and then as soon as we graduated high school, um, we went to L.A. We went to L.A. and we went to Pittsburgh and we went to New York to do shows. And you guys remember Turquoise Jeep? Mm, I don't think so. They have, they have that. They're like a, a, a comedic kind of like rap group it's like a um they have that song called let me Smang it like okay i do i do, do know remember that. Them? yes yeah so, yeah yeah it's like a bunch of funny videos but like they had a show in la and we went out there we stayed in like this like crazy like hotel and everything we had we got to open for them and like <laughs> it was like so they were like so cool though yeah um and like the crowd was just like it was a different crowd, but it, it was like really packed. Like I was surprised that like, no offense, but I was like surprised like how many people listen in because they make like comedic raps. Like you yeah, really don't right. know like how many people is gonna like show up. What but is it? Say, let like, me let me that, smash and bang it. Right, that's that's yeah. smang it. Yeah, yeah. And they had like a couple of other like funny songs too that kind of like blew up on that YouTube and stuff. So you would but, say um, you would say opening for them was like. Like we really, we're really out here now. Like we're doing this shit, and like it kind of gave you all confidence to like keep going. Yeah, because like at that point, I was just like, I was like, damn, like 
I'm like 19 years old and I'm out here. And I don't know too many people that was like, like, this is bad. Like, bro, I'm like, shoot. I was, that was like 2011. I know I'm like dating myself. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm like, I'm like 20, I'm like 29 now. So like, yeah, that was like 2011. So this is before like, like TikTok. And yeah, the, the, like the internet. Had like a damn Twitter. That was blog era shit. For real, yeah. nah, it was like blogger back then. The so the internet in 2011 that. versus the internet now, it's like not even a similar thing, yeah. you know. It's like I'm like low key jealous because like um, I have like I had like two interns, and one is a girl and one's a guy, um, uh, Madeline and Rain. Madeline is like 16 or 16 or 17. Rain is like 17, going on 18, and these kids, like Madeline, will tell me she'll just like, yeah, um, I'm go- I went to NYU Music Camp. Um, I know I want to be a music programmer or be an A and R. I'm just like when Jesus. I was that old, and Rain, Rain's like, yeah, like I'm in a studio, like shooting pictures with Lucky. Like oh you know, he God. co-manages like he co-manages Red Bell. I'm like, y'all wow. have not even graduated high school. Wow, y'all are already on like some crazy like crazy shit like i didn't even like barely knew what i wanted to do yeah same bro i knew i want to do something in music or sports but then i started writing for like a music blog Mm -hmm. my freshman year of college like artistic manifesto yep that's based out in uh it was based out in uh maryland but like all the writers were like from a bunch of different so let's take it from there though like did so you're saying these your interns are like going to school for music business and they're kind of just getting plugged in like and you say that you're kind of jealous. Um, did you? Nah, my my interns are doing music on the side. Like, oh, they don't have facts. Any, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They're in high school. Like they don't have any like music business classes. Okay, they're like yeah. seeing this stuff like on the internet and just doing it. And so, like you know, back then it wasn't like I don't know. It just. Of course, like the internet is advanced and every everybody has a show or platform now. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like back then, people just wasn't just on top of it like that. Right? Definitely. I guess my question was going to be um, like your early stages, like you were saying, you're managing somebody and you were writing for an earlier blog that you just mentioned. Um, did you go to college for like the music business or did you get like another degree or did you even Hell graduate? Oh, nah. no. Nah. I went to. Um, I did graduate. I went to UNC Charlotte. Go 49ers. Hell yeah. I'm glad you know that. You know, the Uh, only notable alumni who went to UNC Charlotte is Clay Aiken. Fire. Clay Aiken went there. We got a bunch of NFL players now, though. Yeah, true, true. But I was like, I was just, I've, well, my name is Clay. So, like, since Mm -hmm. the fucking third grade, people are like, oh, Clay Aiken. So I was just like really surprised to see like his name pop up when I was doing this. But I'm sorry, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, I went to UNC Charlotte. Uh, I have a computer science major and a um, communications minor. But, I mean, I love UNCC, but I didn't take no music classes here. Because, mm-hmm. like, everybody I was, like, talking to, like, just on the internet, just that was already ahead of me or, like, managing or, like, in the music business, they all told me it was just, like, like, even if you took classes, like, school did, like, nothing for them. Yeah. You kind of see how, like... Same. 
not to not to discredit like a lot of my homies, but like all these people that go to like um, University of Southern Cal and like Syracuse and like NYU, like they have it a lot kind of easier because like y'all are literally in classes and like a lot a lot of y'all professors like either work in the industry or can like connect you with somebody that's gonna you know put you in the industry like out yeah. here especially being in charlotte like it, I, I really had to do everything on my i really had to do like everything kind of like on my own or kind of like just watch everybody and like learn like everything on my own people people constantly ask me they're like yo how'd you do this how'd you do this i'll just like i'll just found somebody that did it on the internet and just either <laughs> hit them up and ask them how they did it or just like just took a note on like what they uh, succeeded at or what they failed at, just applied it to myself. I personally resonate with your story because I feel like it's very similar to me. Like Charlotte, Cincinnati, like not really hubs of like hip hop or just like music in general. Mm -hmm. Music um, in general. Like I, I went to college and graduated from Northern Kentucky University. I graduated with mm -hmm. an organizational leadership degree. Like I, like my junior year, I knew I wanted to get into the music business, and I started Soul Serum. And I went from wanting to be a teacher and a coach to just finding the easiest degree to just graduate with because mm -hmm. I knew that, like, I didn't really need a music business degree to get into the music business. But, like, totally. it really, like, I don't know. It makes me happy that, like, people are, like you have been doing this shit for a while and, you're, and you've been successful and now you're doing great things and you didn't come from, like, a music business degree background and where it's just kind of, like, you know, a DIY kind of approach to carving your own lane. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, still at the end of the day, like, you can take all the classes that you want, but, like, if somebody, like, I don't know, somebody's, like, doing it from, like, the ground up, like, there's a couple people I see here that's, like, um, uh, Veli. Yep. He's really killing it. He's from and, Philly, uh, right? Hell yeah. yeah. But see, like, he ain't go to school or none of that, and he managed, like, BFB Pac-Man, PP Cocaine, like six, yeah. four, five, AR, Stay like, solid, Rocky. Damn, artists, that is a solid lineup of artists yeah, no, to all manage. All artists have deals. It's the same thing with like um, what's his name? Uh, same thing with like William. Yep. I've never, I've never met William. Had like conversations with him like online, but dude manages Lucky, and dude was like starting up a blog with Jordan and yep. him, like with Animal House and everything, mm -hmm. and yeah. like yeah. So, but like they they're from Ohio that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say they did that shit just like off the strength, just off of like curating on some culture shit. So, yeah. to me, that's like more respectable than like. I mean, not to say that the other people didn't work hard or anything, but it's just like a little bit like. Yeah. Like you get out, you're kind of getting it out the mud off of your the strength of your music taste and just like you're just belief in yourself that you can really like do this shit and, and the power of the internet obviously yeah like, that's really mm -hmm. it for real nah hell yeah will you uh tell us about the artists that you manage at this current moment i know you have a couple under your belt but will you tell us who you manage right now um right now like i manage poppy chilo teach he's an indie pop singer out of las vegas i manage uh tino season He's like a 17-year-old kid out here in North Carolina from Gastonia. Um, Such and a I mean, cool city name, by the way. <laughs> Gastonia is literally like 
nothing there. Really? But it's funny because Hassan Whiteside was born there and came from. Hey, shout out Hassan. <laughs> shout out Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> but in, uh, it's really nothing in Gastonia. Um, and Ducey, Ducey Gold, that's who else? That's the other person I managed. Soul Serum Podcast so, alumni. Yeah. A podcast alumni, Soul Serum video channel. <laughs> yes, sir. Alumni. Um. Uh, is is that it? it's just those three artists, right? Or do you yeah, have just those three? Yeah. And at the label, I A and R like people at the label and stuff. So Well, one thing I wanna ask about is um in that in that Burbs interview that you did, one thing mm-hmm. one like theme that you had about when you were talking about stray dogs is uh or stray dogs group is that like you wanted to get these different artists with these different core fan bases to kind of all blend together. You know, you, there's like a lot of different pockets of sound of the people that you're managing. But mm. is is there any quality about these artists that are the same, whether it be, you know, in a non-music way? Like what, even though they all have very different like flavors of their art, what makes you choose these artists to to manage? Um. Uh, well, at first, I didn't even want to like manage people because like I already have a hard time dealing with like people that's like either impatient or <laughs> just not open minded or things like that. But I got told from like you know having working with Indiefy like meeting with more even more label people. I tell them I want to be an A and R, so they said like you know the best way to do that is break an artist and manage talent. Mm. so like i guess what i looked for is just like of course people that had like something like a talent that i could like expand upon or like they had something that was like above average then like look at the things that's like a below average that i could add value to but Mm. outside of like the talent and music shit like really just like work ethic work ethic and then being like decent people Mm -hmm. like being willing to like listen like, cause it's so many people that just like, it's so many artists that I see that are like, they'll be stuck in their head of like, mm, things they want to go a certain way. And at the end of the day, like nothing that you want to go exactly how you want it to in your life is gonna like happen that way. But a yeah. lot of artists like block themselves from like doing that. So I, to me personally, that's a waste of time to work with an artist that's like that. Cause you can spend like a month or, Etc. Just waiting on the artist to be like, oh well, you know, Jared told me that like six months ago, so now let's do it. Like we don't have that much time to do that. Right. I feel that one hundred percent. But really, just like looking to see if they're like open to learning and like being like a genuine person. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's something that we find is like a common theme with everybody that we interview on the show. Is like what it really like like art artistry and talent aside it's like are you actually going to be a decent person who is open to um changing and adapting in in whatever way you need you know i i Mm. i and i think like especially in this day and age where everybody can have an image and everybody can be an artist it's important to be able to kind of be like self-aware and like know that that you can change for the better i guess right nah for sure you have to adapt like i mean look at like people like i don't know drake drake and jay-z like 
they've lasted this long because they can adapt to everything. And mm-hmm. everybody keeps saying they're going to fall off. It's like, they're not going to fall off because they're no. just going to surround themselves. It's like Kanye too. It's like, they're going to surround themselves or do something new. Like I, People see it as like them, like when people get on Drake about jacking people's like yeah. flows and everything, but it's just kind of like, he's trying to practice. He has to, he's going to hop on a song to practice the flow. Yeah, and if y'all clown him for it, then he's either gonna go back in and work on that flow for the album, or he's either going to not use that flow at all. Mm-hmm. I've always thought it's amazing how Drake's ear and his team ha- are just super tapped into yeah, the underground, and you know, the hottest up and coming Drake- producers and artists for real. Not fast. Somebody say Drake was li- like Drake was playing like what Cash Cobain, like, yeah. On his- <laughs> Store and stuff like that. Like, there's people that like. Like he followed like somebody from Surf Gang on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, yeah one like, of the producers. The I'll walk down the street and ask like a hundred people here in Charlotte. They won't even know who the hell I'm talking about. Exactly. But the biggest artist, arguably one of the biggest artists in like the world, like knows like and playing dude music on his lot. Like he's he's studying this because he's trying to like be around here for a long time. So that's mm-hmm. why when people tell me like. Oh, he's gonna fall off. He's gonna fall off. Like hell no. Nah. I mean, he's probably not because he's he knows what it takes not to fall off. He's not trying to box himself in and just do one sound. And it's more than music with Drake for real. Like he's gonna be. I mean, I know he's already doing like executive stuff, but like he's going to be a great executive. Like, yeah. Like when yeah, he yeah. when the the music becomes more on the back burner. I don't know mm-hmm. when that time will be because he's still hot as fuck. But yeah. Drake. Yeah, it's gonna have to be when the music hits like the background. Yeah, me. exactly. It'll be a fire executive. And his OVO radio too. Like he's always playing new music. Like he's yeah. been, he was playing like Lucky and a bunch of other like you know artists. They played Tia on Friday night. Did they really? Ooh. On that OVO, they played Lotto. Fire! Wow, that's sick. On like uh, it was like on OVO XM radio like Fry. I'm sure that's a. I'm sure that 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 cosign from OVO Radio means a lot for real. Like as far as the industry, and you know, get, yeah. getting your foot in more doors. Hell yeah! This this conversation's got me thinking that like, I mean, this isn't really that hot of a take, but Drake is very LeBron esque. Like, think about think about it. Like LeBron has found a way to evolve and adapt his body and his playing style over this 18 year career and he is still i mean before he got hurt he was in like mvp conversations you know like like Mm. like lebron going to the lakers and getting ad is this is the same thing as drake starting ovo and putting his own uh uh artists together and and then co-signing these new artists and whatnot. It feels very similar to me, and I've never really thought about too. that. Yeah, yeah, For like real? time period, it's the same, too. It's crazy. Who you, who you got in a one-on-one, Drake or, Drake oh or LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Graham versus LeBron oh James. I'm going to cont- say, Drake done, Drake done tore his ACL too many times. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Kentucky fan. I saw him in the the layup line. Oh, John Wall's he, when John Wall was there that. and he airballed <laughs> that three. I was just like, oh my god. I think you know what's crazy though is the internet bullied him into getting better at basketball Facts. after that happened. The man built a damn gym in his house, bro. <laughs> then he worked out with Lethal Shooter. Mm. that is like that is one of my favorite drake flexes he's like he's like i'm just gonna get the best shooting coach to teach me how to shoot 
because I'm Drake and I can do that. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna go play basketball. Bro, a lot of rap, a lot of rappers are starting to work out with like NBA um, workout Bruh. coaches. And I shit. love like it. Chris Brickley. I, I love it. I love it. Bro, Pete, this so my home, like one of like my best friends, like ever. Like, I'm talking about like I've known him since like kindergarten. We went to elementary school, middle school, and high school, and we went to college together. And he still lives here in Charlotte. So his cousin is lethal shooter. So I'll be seeing this man like I've seen this man like a couple times. I've been to like, you know, been around him a couple times. Like, but the fact that like he be having like Drake and French Montana and Lil Yachty <laughs> like paying because he be he be working out with like like KCP and like A D and like Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I'm just thinking like Y'all aren't going to the league? Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, they literally paying for just so they can, like, shoot good in, like, a pickup game. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then get a video and post it on their Instagram or some shit, you know? <laughs> that man I mean, lethal it's, I mean, it's good for him. It's good for, like, you know, lethal. I'm happy for him. But it's just, like, I'll be looking at it like, why is, like... I don't know. I don't know. Don't you, think it, don't, don't you think it adds to, like, the brand of a rapper if, like... They, if like the fans figure out that oh shit like he's kind of got a stroke now oh he can hoop <laughs> I mean the best rapper hoopers that I feel like is probably like I mean Davies for and, sure like, Dirk yes uh, yeah. J Cole's pretty good J Cole's nice J Cole's pretty solid okay so Quavo I've, Quavo's I've nice with J Cole I've hooped with J Cole like twice before nice because he came down here to UNCC and played. He's like that guy. Everybody asks me if he's like like really good in basketball. I'm just like, he's just like that guy that he you know that he played in high school that like you know he's, he's like solid. he's like really really he's like really solid. Like he can hit shots he can mm-hmm. and he just knows the game everything like that. Like yeah, he knows the game of basketball. Like he probably could have played like I don't know. He probably could have played like D two or something like D2, that. D two D three. Yeah. Yeah. If he like really took it like super seriously, like he's not trash. Yeah, like some like some of these rappers I've been seeing, they look like trash. And to like your Kentucky point, I'm a really big Duke fan. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I, just had to let, I just had to let you know. No, I already know, bro. You be tweeting about Duke all the time. We both had a terrible year, bro. I'm a I'm a yeah, Louisville fan, so we got an ACC rivalry going on here. Oh yeah, nah, I respect Louisville, but like the two teams I hate the most is. I hate Carolina and I hate Kentucky. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot stand it. I think it's the same way with like North Carolina fans. Like they hate Duke and Kentucky. And Kentucky uh, hates yeah, North yeah. Carolina Kentucky and Duke. Kentucky hates Duke and North Carolina. So I was like, as long as they don't win that shit, then I can live. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Roy Williams is gone, bro. I know, that's that's crazy. crazy. That shit crazy to me. Because you think about it, like ever since, I mean, never mind. I was born in 92. But like, as far as like you know, ever since you know I was in like grade school, I can remember like yeah, Roy Williams like being. Yeah. Like Have you been to coach. Cameron Indoor? Hell yeah! How's the, how's the energy like, in there? Okay, so have you ever have you guys ever been to like what's like like a big ass high school basketball game where the crowd is just like crazy. Yeah. Yes. That's literally what it's like. Cause it's not a huge arena. It's like 4,000. Like, yeah. It looks people, super right? small. Yeah. Like if you go to school, like that's what makes it like, that's what makes it like crazy. Like that. It's kind of like, like a small venue, like for like a Cardi show or, or like a cult fan yeah, base type yeah. of show. Yeah. That's, that's you know what I mean? Perfect, that's the perfect music analogy. It's yes. like, imagine like if Cardi wasn't in like a stadium or like a festival thing like a festival stage and was at like 
your small like mom and pop venue that could fit like maybe like a thousand or yeah. two thousand people. That's insane. Because if, like, if you go to like to Wake Forest or like you go to like UNC, like even like the University of uh, UNCG, like UNCG ANC, like UNC Chapel Hill, like UNC Charlotte, like all their stadiums is bigger than Duke shit. But like, interesting. because like it's like super like intimate and packed, like it gets like super hot in there. Yeah, like this mm-hmm. it's in there. different, man. Yeah, it's like really different. Because like, yeah. the people that get tickets for that, like those are the die-hard fans. Just yeah. like at the Cardi show, you go to a venue show, like They're those are out. the die-hard fans. It's not a festival to where like the die-hard fans are up front and everybody else that kind of like Cardi or in the back, like. You know what I mean? Like everybody's there the for a reason. Fans, yes. At the Duke, at the Duke game, yes. The only the only way I got to go to a Duke game so far that wasn't at a neutral site. Like I've been to the ones that's been in like Charlotte versus Davidson when they had Steph Curry and mm-hmm. like damn. That's... I've been to like I've been to like to the ACC tournament in like Greensboro like plenty of times. I'm from Greensboro, but um, like the only times I've been to in Cameron is because. My homeboy that I went to high school with, he knows I'm a big Duke fan. And his grandfather bought lifetime season Duke tickets in like the 19 like 60s for wow. like that's so fun. I think it was like for like bro, I think it was like for a thousand like twenty five hundred dollars or something like that. Oh, think about God back it, then. Because like Sheesh. for a Duke and Carolina game now, like it's almost it's like the for you to sit up top, it's like twenty five hundred dollars just to just to sit. In there, like almost five thousand dollars. That's and insane. Then, like, he bought lifetime season tickets back. I mean, of course, back then. Like, That's better than like Tesla stock, bro. <laughs> nah, for real, because think about how he can sell them shits off and make. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, for real. But the, the catch is, bro, it's just like because it, it, they're his grandpas, and his grandpas is still alive. So like. They don't give him. He's only seen a couple of games because they're really stingy about it in their family. So like he tells him like until like his grandpa passes, then his dad will get them, and then his dad will get to go to like you know, because uh, his dad gets to go to like a decent amount of games with his grandpa. But then like now so more or now more so his dad goes. But like in the family, you're not just supposed to automatically give it to like yeah. the son and yeah. let them go to every game. You're supposed to make them wait. I'm just like. I'd be so pissed. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be He's better. Like, I mean, I've been to like a couple of like big Duke games, but like, you know, it's just like I guess it's like the family tradition or something. I'm That's like, some North Carolina ass shit. Passing yeah, nah, Duke tickets real. down through a family family line. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be bittersweet when that man passes away. That's so funny. Um, well, let's let's bring it back to the music a little bit. The that that Drake Lebron tangent really really got crazy this is there. Your fault, I know, I know. We could talk basketball. We could do a whole podcast. We could, God, dude. I fucking want to. Um, I I have a question. So, well, before I, for those, I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast probably know the term A and R, but I don't mm-hmm. think many people may actually know what that means could you give yeah, us what is a, your what does your day-to-day look like as yeah an A&R? what is the, give us a little job description of what you do as okay, an A&R. i'm about to say which one first like the description or was my day-to-day Let, give you, me the description, description and then give us like your day-to-day like what have you been doing the last like couple weeks uh i'd say anr like it used to be like you just like listening to music and then like 
you know, submitting music to like your label heads or like the head of your A&R department or whatever and like pitching them to a possibility to be able to get signed mm-hmm. off of just like how talented they were. Um, and like, you know, being in the studio and like building out records, helping out songwriters, helping like placing songwriters with like certain artists, placing certain producers with, you know, certain artists and so on and so forth. Today is more like it's a lot. Like it's literally like, um, I'd say like being an A and R is like very similar to being like creative director, mm-hmm. because like you're doing all that. Like I'm going through beat packs and I'm, like I'm pairing them up with like people like Tia or Tusi or, you know, like hey baby, you'll sound good on this or um, <clears throat> you know, my own artists like you know Tej or Ducey or Tino and whatnot. Um, but now, like, you got to kind of got to be like, hey, well, you know, I want Ducey to shoot a video with Soul Serum or uh, Tease just got done shooting a video with Overcast. Like, this is going to be a good look and the video is going to be dope. Or, you know, you should make a Discord because there's a lot of di- people that's on Discord mm-hmm. or like, you know, <clears throat> let's um, I'm going to pair you with. um. I don't know, like, you know, you, I'm going to pair you with the most popular uh streetwear shop that's in uh the city mm. because that's going to be a good look mm-hmm. or it's like you got to like think like that now that the internet and everything's involved and you also kind of got to be like you got to be like a parent yeah so yeah like you had to be uh, a therapist so like you know if t is having a bad day or if like t is having a bad day or like deucey's having a bad day or whatnot then you have to like you can't just be like well, like, you know, just suck it up and just like, no, you got to like, you got to like talk to them. Be like, yeah. hey, like, you know, be a little more vulnerable. Good? Like, do you need like, you know, you need some time. Uh, it's more than just like building out the music and things like that now. Yeah, I was going to say it's interesting. Everything you listed almost sounds like adjacent to the music. A lot of it is imagery and branding. And there's only a little bit of the, oh, he would sound good on this beat or, oh, they would do this. They, they should pair up with this this artist, whatever. If it was just that, it will be a lot. I mean, shoot. Not to, like, no offense to, like, all, like, the older A&Rs, because I know they probably had, like, a lot more harder stuff, like, I guess technology-wise and everything. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, now, like, it's so much, like, you have to, like, pay attention to or pay attention to detail to. Because it's just like, you know, I mean, I was talking about, um, I was talking about to some people about like, you know, making some NFTs for some artists. Facts. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. but I wouldn't know that because like, I, you wouldn't know that if you just only just stuck your head down and just new music stuff. Like you actually right. have to pay attention to like what's going off, what like, you know, all like the most popular platforms and like mm-hmm. curators, playlists and all that shit. I think that's why you, like, I feel like that's why you could be a great, an- like, I know you are doing great right now, but, like, in the future, mm-hmm. like, become a great A&R, and because, like, you have touched on, you know, so many different, like, flexion or inflection points, like, in the culture, and you wear, like, all these different hats as far as, like, you know, writer, manager, curator, 
A and R, like all you're doing all these different things, like that. That like as far as like nowadays, it takes so much more than just the music to break artists and help artists like really grow. And I think that's that's why I think you are the perfect, you know, guy for the position, for real. I appreciate that. It's funny because I had a meeting with um, I had a meeting with Jay Graham. He's like the I don't want to butcher his title. <laughs> He's like. He like senior vice president or like something like that of like um, A&R over at RCA. Mm -hmm. He told me that, I, he asked how old I was. I was like, at the time I was like, I think I was like 28, 27. He was just like, yo, Jared, like you are like, you have like a really crazy ear compared to like a lot of people that's your age. Cause you know, a lot of like, younger people and like a bunch of younger stuff and a bunch of things is going on that a lot of other 27 and 28 year olds don't know i'm just like yeah or like you know i'm gonna be out the loop it's just like it's funny because i mean some people that not in the music industry they pick on me because you know i mean like i'm in a group chat with like a bunch of producers and tino and like a lot of them range between the ages of like 14 and like like 25 stuff like that but like there's a lot of them that's like 19 18 14 16 yeah. like yeah. that so like even like no matter how much i know like i know that they can sit on the computer like longer like facts than me. <laughs> and nope you're to that's like, that's you know, funny but you that's absolutely right though you're totally they have more right time. Like, yeah they, they, they don't have to worry about bills or like you know they don't stress. pay car insurance and they're just yeah, younger they bro their insurance. eyes aren't as fried as yours are to the screens bro like <laughs> exactly like, they literally go to school and then after school they're like oh i'm about to hop on here and make beats or i'm about to hop on here and like you know i mean if you're an athlete i'm gonna hop on here and go watch a bunch of youtube videos of like these nba players and go uh -huh. go work out with my trainer or i'm gonna go like you know make some beats every other day there's this kid named k um i'm giving a lot of i'm giving a lot of shout outs man. <laughs> there's, a kid, there's a kid named k um his name is caleb he's from st louis and he works like loosely with like uh um jetson and them nico and them yeah mm -hmm. space boy and uh he's like 14 and he told me that he used to play outside and play sports a lot but then like one day he just said he wanted to get nice and beat so like one summer he just literally, his mom told him, like, if he made all A's and B's, then she wouldn't take his computer away. So then he did that, and then he would just be, like, in the house making a B today. So then, like, a year later, he was just like, I'm just like, damn. Well, like, it's still, like, you know, he's it, he was still raw. But then, like, now that I've known him for, like, over a year, and now he's two years from removed from making a B today, like, his shit sound like crazy. But see, he has all that time. Yeah. 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 When he comes home, like he doesn't He's probably putting in like twelve to sixteen hours a day, bro. Yeah, like for real. Doing that and then putting hours in on the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what kids be doing, bro. Making beats, nice. playing video games, hopping on Discord and yeah. just talking to your friends like all day long. Like so far. What a life. Yeah. I'm about to say that's what Tino be doing. It's just like like I'm pretty sure like um, I'm really trying to remember because, like, some of these people, like, I'll give Sofago, like, like, I'm pretty sure, like, mm -hmm. Tino. I want to say I knew who Sofago was before. Maybe I forgot or something. But like, 
Tino was the one bringing him up like a lot to me to pay attention to him even more. So like his last like couple of projects, like I've been like bumping, and now like you know he like the hottest. Yeah, he like the hottest person since like literally. Yeah, real. Travis Scott mm-hmm. just just uh posted him on this page of the map story. On story. Yeah. like it's over with um, for him. Yeah, for real. I'm not, I'm about to say well. I, no, I was about to say something, but. Damn. We almost got an A&R secret. We almost got an A&R secret right there. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's probably going to sign two traps. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I, I figured, bro. That would. That's that's what I. That's what I've been. Bro. Cactus Jack. That would make so sense, Fago. though, dude. Like, like Travis. When Travis's team takes him and puts their branding behind Sofago, it's, it's over. over. It's over yeah, with. It's just like, okay, like, I mean, because I feel like, okay, yeah, I feel like he's gonna, I've been hearing that, but then, like, if you look at it over the past, like, couple months, this is kind of like, okay, so in Courtney Kardashian's story, he's playing in the background. Yeah. Yes. It's not my chance. Like, I'm... Like, Courtney's not spinning so fego. I know that they be listening on a, to a lot of stuff, but Courtney is, like, 40 years old. She's not... <laughs> she's not, not rocking playing, with Sofago. Not playing Sofago, and then like Ky- <laughs> it was on Kylie's story too. She was playing Sofago, and then she's getting it from Travis. Travis, is, Travis <laughs> has played Sofago or played Sofago in the background of his story before. Then last night he has like a cacti can, and he has like Sofago playing in the background. And then the next snap, he posts the song to Sofago. So it's just like, okay, well, Tra- Travis is not just giving out cosign. No, 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 no. Because no. you know, a cosign from him is just like everybody's gonna go run, like run mm-hmm. the song, bro. I was literally so, like, thinking that this morning. Like, I I would love to know like the direct data of like when the screenshot goes on Travis's story, <laughs> and then like a twenty four hour period, like how much. That spike. How much that's like directly from Travis? I know it's kind of hard to track directly of how many people that go mm. from his story to Spotify or something. But, but I like, think even if you had the chart and it like yeah. wasn't any like from this source, from this whatever, like I think you would still see like Bro, an insane he ju- spike. He had in that. he had like 200k monthly listeners like back in December, like if that. Like now he's almost at like three million. Like it's insane. He's been going, he's been going up so crazy. You know, like to your Travis point, like. The thing I've always wanted to know, I've always wanted to know, like, because, you know, when Kylie will post artists mm-hmm. out and they just blow up after the song blow. I want to see that that chart data because I don't know if Deucey told you, but, you know, Deucey knows Mr. Beast. For real? I did not know that. That's a funny. Bruh, like, he, Deucey knows Mr. Beast. And, like, if, like, Mr. Beast or, like, his boy, like, Chandler, who, like, you know, work, like, helps out Mr. Beast, if mm-hmm. they, like, post, like, Deucey music. Or like if they made a playlist randomly and just put Deucey song in there, stupid, bro. Like, yeah, Deucey will get like 10k plays in a day. Yeah, just off of like a youth like Mr. I mean Mr. Beast is like biggest like you know. He's, He's the biggest YouTuber besides Mr. PewDiePie. I was going to say, Mr. Beast is huge, but, like, I don't fucking watch, like, YouTube shit. Like, I don't know. I can't compare him to anything else, but not. but I know that he's huge. So, like, that, yeah, exactly. that proves the point. But see, I'm saying, like, damn, like, he really had this, like, this much say. Like, I can imagine, like, what if, like, I don't know, what if, like, Jake and Logan Paul just told you, like, yo, listen to, like, I don't know, they were just like, yo, I fuck with the Soul Serum podcast. Like, 
How oh many my views God. compare? How many on average views like compare like what y'all are getting now? Jake and Logan like, Paul, if y'all are thing? listening, bro, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll pay for the shout out, bro. What's up? What's up? <laughs> like I don't know. It's very. It is interesting and very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Just bottom line, Most I think right now, like cosigns of like really big influencers is like fucking huge right yeah, now for real. Like, it's, you're, like it's proven it right now with travis obviously he's not giving a, out a lot of cosigns because and it goes back to our point earlier bro like if you jared howard are just putting up all of these people that want to pay you for articles and you're giving away the value of your cosign you know like yeah. jared howard yeah. could become a fucking big label exec one day mm -hmm. and his cosign could be worth something of mr beast you know what i mean True. like you that if you're giving up those now, you're not gonna be able to build that type of credibility, you know. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Um, I want to ask one more question before we wrap up here. Um, mm. As a as a as a person who is from North Carolina, went to college in North Carolina, still living in North Carolina. Will you talk about the moment that your state is having right now? We we talked mm. about this with Ducey a little bit, and that was back in November, I think. But I feel like. Like every month or so, there's like new people popping up from the North Carolina area. So will you will you just like talk about that a little bit? Um, I want to say, bro, it's the baby, man. Yeah, I like, I thought it. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And it's not even because, like, you know, like, um, he's like an artist on like the label that I A and R for, but it's just the fact that like, like we okay, if we're looking at it. Then J Cole, he really popped off from him. Yep. If you want to take it back even further, like we had Clay Aiken, we have Fantasia, we have Petey Petey Pablo. Pablo. We have uh Ninth Wonder Little Brother. That was mm -hmm. probably like the big Ninth Wonder Little Brother's probably the biggest rap that was in here. But like still like nothing else from the it'll be like here and there like people will pop off. Mm -hmm. Um we have Chris Daltrey, excuse me. Hey <laughs> oh my God. Uh, um so when the baby popped off, mm -hmm. not to say that J. Cole never said anything about North Carolina, but J. Cole had to go from go to college in New York to like pop and like yeah. network and everything. But which is not there's nothing wrong with that. And he always, like everybody here loves him. He's like, like, you know, I love J. Cole. Yeah. Because I love his music and because he's from here and he rep here. Mm -hmm. But when baby popped off, like it literally like you started seeing like people was like oh well shit well let me pay attention to Stunna or you know let me pay attention to um you know Mavi's going up and then mm -hmm. you know West Western Estates got a deal over there with like um Arista Records um who else two C as well is going up two C is like you know popping off yeah it's, it's like a lot like um. There's a lot of people getting a lot more deals and a lot of eyes on it because I figured like, and it's like I always tell my boy um, Hunter at Burbs, I was like, <clears throat> you live in Chicago, so you have like the most legendary like superstar like musicians like top Billboard. Like, it's it's normal for you, yeah. Like Common, Kanye, like. Dirk, even non-rap like, stuff like too. even non-rappers like mm -hmm. i was like from here like i don't think i've ever witnessed somebody as big as the baby next to like absolutely because j, j cole really the only other person i've seen with like a number one record a grammy nominated record yeah like 
Baby popped off and like he got six Grammy noms already. That's so crazy. And he's been Could like, you see it at a local level, like in the city, like feet on the ground? Yeah. Could you tell Hell after yeah. the baby popped off? Hell yeah. Because like people always get shocked and surprised. Like, mind you, like I st- I went to college here from like 2011 to like what 2016 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like he was going about baby Jesus. Yeah, I know. Always. All that old the baby stuff, by the way, is like <laughs> insane to go back and look at, like pre Suge baby is crazy yeah, to me. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Cause like if you go back, like just going out to shows here, local shows here, he would like him and De Niro Ferrar, he they will always have like the most people pull up at the show. Yeah. So like it's not to say that like he never had like love in the city like that. Then like he always had the most people, one one or two most people pulling up to the show. You could always go after the show and talk to him. He'd be in the crowd just like doing this, this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. which is cool. And people always be so shocked, like, how could you like go up and speak to the baby? It's just like, bro, like he wasn't this big like that. He was doing local shows. He yeah. was doing like South by Southwest and like, you know, going to perform with um performing in a diaper. Uzi. Yeah, performing the diaper being with like so bo- having songs like Boozy and people like that, but like, like to the to watch that to like what I'm witnessing now, like this crazy. It's like insane. 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 On, in, in a certain yeah. sense, it's bigger than J Cole because of like all of these like. Bro, he's got a song with Dua Lipa. Like he's doing like bro. crazy like pop saying. songs, bro. He got, yes. song post, he got a song with Post Malone. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> we got a song with um freaking um it's uh, it's definitely you, you know what I think the, what yeah. I think the difference is is it's that more of his personality for real. Well, like J. Cole is so much more like I was gonna say of a person. J. Cole, like I feel like people have to more actively listen to J. Cole and actively want to digest that and enjoy it. Whereas the baby, like like the as soon as the first time I heard Shug and I heard mm-hmm. him rapping over that Jetson beat with those crazy 808s, like it you was knew. just infectious. Boom, right there. Like I knew within 30 seconds that I liked this song. You know, yeah. J Cole is a there's context around yeah. J Cole. You have to dive deep into J Cole. But, but it's cool. Both of those uh, those guys have collabed. You know, on the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. And it was a great song too. Dude, I promise y'all, like, if you walk around Charlotte, Raleigh, or Greensboro, or Fayetteville, you will see J. Cole, like, just... I mean, I know he stays in New York a lot, Mm -hmm. but I always tell people, he is the most regular... And this is not a bad thing. He's the most regular, famous person, like, I've ever seen. Like, he's the type of person, like, he'll be, like... You could be hooping at the Y in, like, Raleigh, and you can walk in, or you could just be in a hoop session, J. Cole will walk up, be like, Yo, he said, "Can I run next?" He'd be like, <laughs> "What?" Like, yes. Like, what? You, and he'll be in the wild. Just chill. if you've been in a grocery store, he'll go and because he doesn't have that. Like, not to say that, like, you know, baby has like a superstar energy and like a certain bravado that he carries and shit. Yes. So mm-hmm. you know, naturally, people will want to probably like want to try him. Yeah. But like, J. Cole, it just feels like. I mean, yeah. Sometimes he walks around with security, but like, it's just a fact that like. People don't want to really mess with him like yeah, that. Like people come up, take pictures, fan out. But he's like, humanized he's himself in, in, in such a way that I feel like everybody else kind of reads J. Cole's energy like, oh, like yeah. he really just wants to be like us. Like he doesn't want this 
superstardom like he doesn't want you to be like starstruck by him like yeah. he brings it off as like i'm just like you you know mm-hmm. definitely Bro, i've never i've never in my life had heard some well i've never in my life heard somebody trying to press him in north carolina ever and that's weird because like normally like people will start hating like from where you're from but like it's because he's such a laid-back person and yeah. so chill like people respect that and they'll just be like oh, oh man that, that's cold like you know it's cool and he does a lot. So, like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's different because he's so big, but he acts so he acts so normal. Like, I yeah. remember when we were hooping with him, he was just like, everybody that was hooping with him, just like, yo, like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll cop y'all lunch. Like, you know, let's pull up somewhere. I'm just like, That's so dope. Like, you just wow. met us. You don't wow. know anything about us. He's yeah. Just, he's just. Just seems like a genuine funny. good dude. That's fantastic. Genuine, related, laid back, relaxed dude. It's good to hear. I like J. Cole as a person. There's a lot of J. Cole slander (laughs) on this podcast from Clay. I don't want to get a lot of slander though, but I mean the thing is is I respect J. Cole. I'm not I'm not just out here ignorantly and blindly hating J. Cole. I respect everything that he has and has done as an artist, but Mm. you will never ever ever catch me playing j cole on my own so. bumping it yeah that's that's, I, bro, I was literally <laughs> lifting i was lifting the other day and i've literally listened to born center from top to bottom that's my favorite j cole album by the way I uh, born center forest hill drives yeah um, born center's friday first. night lights like the, friday night um, lights was fire yeah the mixtape so he was dropping like i remember listening to cole like when i was going down we used to have that the nc pro-am here Mm-hmm. So like all like the North Carolina basketball, the players from North Carolina, so like Chris Paul, Jerry Stackhouse, Steph Curry, all them, be combined with like the college players. Um, so like all the incoming freshmen from like Duke, UNC. So I've got to see like Kyrie, Austin Rivers, <laughs> like Nolan Smith. Like mm-hmm. that's like, so all, hard. All like the big, like all like the big like North Carolina like freshmen or like players and like or the players that play here. It used to be this thing called a pro-am. It used to be like a tournament. You go down to North Carolina Century and you just, it's like five, 10 bucks. But it gets like packed. And like, you can just watch them like play games over and over and over again. Like I remember just going down there to Durham, just bumping. We used to play J. Cole on the way there and play J. Cole on the way back. Mm-hmm. And that shit is funny. That pro- I mean, it, 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 that, it probably hits different when you're from North Carolina and you're hooping. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of, you're living, absolutely. You're, you're living, from a, you're similar, you're living like similar lifestyle to J. Yeah. Cole and like it's really resonating. I mean, all the Jack Harlow songs, like the personal yeah, Jack Harlow like songs, I feel like he's hit a good example for from me. Kentucky. Like, yeah, he yeah, hits yeah. different from Kentucky because he's rapping different. about Kentucky. It feels like Kentucky. Same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you catch Jack Harlow hooping at the Y, you better get your fucking post defense on. That that <laughs> motherfucking Jack Harlow plays like a 1983 Celtics player, bro. <laughs> I've I've hooped with Jack a couple of times. That it's just like like Mason Plumley fundamental rebounds and fucking layups. Not nearly as le- athletic as Mason Plumley. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, well, Jared, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to say before we get out of here? Any any hot topics on your mind? Uh, I don't know. I thought you guys were asking about like you know who like some of my favorite rappers or producers like five. All right, let's drop, okay. drop them right yeah, now. Yeah. Who, who are you listening to right now, bro? Favorite, who's who? y'all's favorite rappers and producers too? Right, right, right I, now. I want, you, I want you to go first, bro. Who are favorites right now? Hold on, let me pull out my Spotify real quick. You, you go first. Give me, give me one of your go favorite first. producers and one of your favorite rappers right now. 
how many you want. Just name them off the top of your head. Yeah, like, yeah, first yeah. Five. Free, freestyle it. Five. Um, yeah, I don't want to leave nobody out. Uh, my five favorite to listen to, like producers right now. Um, I like Hit Boy a lot. Mm-hmm. Classic. Um. I like, uh, I've been listening to a lot of like, uh, working on dying. Same. Fucking dude. They're the best right um, now. Pierre, of course. Yeah. I feel like we have similar, that new Pierre song is fire. Um, there's a producer out in San Diego. Her name is, um, I love you. Kimchi. Mm. She's so freaking dope, bro. Like I promise. Like this year, like I feel like she's gonna get like some big placements. She's out. She's from like she's from San Diego, but she lives in LA. I really fuck with her. Um, who else? How many is that? That's three. Yeah. Um, I mean, damn. I feel like I can name like some. I'm trying to get some producers that like don't really like people be talking about like that. Um. You know who I I really like that doesn't get talked about a lot. I like Pyrex Whippa. I I think all like every beat that he's every every beat that he's made I think is so fucking. Oh now good. You, now you said that Weezy. Yeah. Weezy oh bro. god. <laughs> Come on now. Definitely. Come on now. Uh, in lat like the fifth producer. Uh, I don't know. I've been fucking with um. Man, I miss with Molly Raw. Yes, yes, bro. I just, I just, Molly Ross so far. Yeah, and like artist wise, um, yeah. Who's on your radar right now? I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say like artists that I. I'm not gonna say artists that I work with. How about that? That's fine. I just mentioned some artists that I'm listening to lately. I've been listening to a lot of Sofago. Yep, yep. I've been listening to a lot of. Mm, Still been listening to a lot of Baby Keen. Yep. yep. I've been listening to a lot of Pooh Shiesty. Fire. Come on now. A lot of, um, I listen to what, Baby Get, uh, I said Sofago. I said Freddie, uh, excuse Baby, me, Sofago. Baby Keen and Baby Pooh Keen, Pooh Shiesty. And I've been listening to a lot of Freddie Gibbs and I've been listening to a lot of, um, a lot of a, uh, Benny the Butcher. That's Dude, a nice when, lineup. When I'm when I'm in a mood, when I'm in the right mood to like throw on some Benny the Butcher, it that that music makes me feel invincible. Like driving Dude, down the highway to some nasty Benny the that's Butcher. That's what everybody people ask me like, "Yo, why are you fuck with Benny so hard?" I'm just like, "Dude, it really makes you feel like." And everybody else I talk to, it makes you feel like I'm literally like out on the corner like <laughs> flip this brick like, and one of my homeboys was just like yo I, I fuck with Benny I get I I really get into him my homeboy was just like he's like yo um you know how could you say um he's like, I really feel like I'm living this life I'm just like I was like dude like I grew up with you you're you're not flipping <laughs> this dude is talking about flipping hella weight driving it back back and forth and being sitting in the penitentiary you may like the content and the lyrics yes you don't relate to this no I no hate when people say like they said oh it's 
it's just like so relatable. I'm just like, dude, you're not relating to. I would, I would Griselda never claim. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me and Griselda really don't share many uh, traits in our lives. No. Anybody on the it's Griselda fire. records? It's fire. And music, but it's just like it's like come on. There's some of my favorite people to to watch, like any of the uh, like radio show freestyles. Like their fire in the booth freestyle yeah, really. is fucked up. I I love Conway the Machine with yeah, his yeah. with his dope. crazy like. I guess it's from like a bullet wound or whatever. Like the way why his mm. mouth is the way it is, but I don't know. It's their fire as fuck. Um, who have you been listening to recently, Tanner? Give give us uh, give us a couple. I, I'll give two or three artists yeah. and producers that I've I mean, been listening so Fego to. So for sure. Like I have it yeah. on repeat when I'm working out all the time. Yeah. Um, Ken Carson. I've mm-hmm. been bumping heavy. Ken Carson's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lancey Foe. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Pierre, obviously. What else? Am I yeah, that new Pierre um, song I really like. Um, I've been really into Babyface Ray recently. Babyface Ray and bees. Actually, you know. Damn! If I had to have, I had like a six person. That's the next person that um, <laughs> I've been listening to the most. You know that he really, him and Lamelo mess with each other a lot, or they fuck with each other heavy. Hey, I, I I love the whole Flint in Detroit thing because if you read any interviews or watch any interviews with those dudes, everybody up there hoops. I think it's like a similar thing to like Ohio and Kentucky, where it's like it's just a basketball state. That's I think Michigan I mean, is like that too. Like YNJ, Sada Baby, uh, I'm sure Babyface Ray since not <laughs> <laughs> the fucking goat since '99. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Shorty Shorty too. I fuck with Shorty Shorty. Dude, yeah. I did an interview with him for Lyrical. He's so young, but like because of where he's from, like in Baltimore, like he know, like he's so like it seems like you're talking to like thirty year old. Yeah, and he's like tw- he was like twenty two mm-hmm. when I talked to him. I was like, yo, like you could tell you've been through some shit. Yeah, bro. like the way that he moved and like his mannerisms and stuff like that. He cool as fuck. I fuck with story. His storytelling. Some people get annoyed with his voice. But Bro, like, I love his voice. I can kind of see it, but like his storytelling to me and his like flows and rhythms, like from an A&R standpoint, I've been looking at that. I was just like, you know, he got it. Yeah. I love his voice, bro. I think it's super unique and like the way, I don't know, the scratchy melodies that yeah. he kind of has mm-hmm. going on. Like, I think it's super fire. The The last song I want to mention before we get out of here is I've been listening to the song Michigan by Chavo like like at least five times a day. Chavo's fire. You know I, I think Chavo's sick, but that song specifically, like the, I mean, it's a Pierre beat, so obviously yeah. I'm gonna love it. But that beat mixed with Chavo just being this, like, it's like almost like a little snake, like he's just slithering through the the flow. Like I love it. It's yeah. it's so addicting listening to that when song. When did that song? When did that song come out? I think it came out a while ago, but yeah, I just it asked, came out in 2020. I'm gonna say I've heard it, but like recently, like I've heard like two people on that I was hanging out with um a group of people. I've heard like two people play it separately. It's same, like literally recently as like as it's low like, key. It's one of those kind of like TikTok songs that's not like a quote unquote TikTok song, but like it, on my algorithm and what I get, like. Like that song pops up quite yeah. a bit, you know. It, uh, had a feeling by Chavo popped up on my funny feeling. Yeah, on my yeah. Um, fucking Spotify radio or, or some shit. And Me I was too. Just like, Damn, I haven't heard this. I hit, yeah. I hit the like button. 
Well, I want to remind everybody before we get out of here to follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the motherfucking YouTube channel. We got 10K over on the main page. I need the 10K on the Soul Serum TV page, too. Yeah, Jared, go ahead and plug in your uh, socials. Where can people follow you at? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to plug my IG, and you can follow me at jhow2092 jhow2092 i'm a, i'll nope. hit your i'll hit your dms with uh, some submissions of my own music see what you can do if you like my product i listen to like a lot of shit it's just that i can't cover right respond back to everything you right, don't, you don't right. listen to clay's quarantine bangers <laughs> <laughs> you like you like raps where people are lying the whole time <laughs> Hey. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. You just I'm gotta just gonna, sell them on it. Gonna be, <laughs> if it's gonna be like, if it's gonna be, if you're gonna be like uh, Tekka and be like, yo, like I'm not doing any of this. You know, that's, that's that's respectable. That's more respectable than you just trying to act like. Yeah, I think that that like melted hard. a lot of people's brains when Tekka was like, yeah, no, yeah, I don't drive a Ferrari. No, no, I can't even drive. And people are like. Then why are you rapping about it? All, the, all like, the old heads oh, just yeah. banging their heads on the wall. <laughs> 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 uh, well, thank you, Jared, so much for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for being our first Zoom guest. You did a, you did a great job. Um, and as always, I am your host, Clay Bonin. I'm your co-host, Tanner Mavis. And we got our guy, Jared yes, Howard. Yes, sir. Appreciate Jared you, Jared Howard. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. We'll see everybody next week. Deuces. <laughs>